0: And we're about three-fourths of the way there, making our way through this book. Uh, but first, as always, housekeeping up top. You can listen to us everywhere. Email us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. And then follow us on all the platforms if you can, uh, because that helps us with discoverability. But leave a like and comment wherever you listen. But the easiest way is word of mouth. How we've gotten this far. So tell a friend to earn the trust of your peers by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. So quick recap, I mean, we left Camivore. We're heading back to Helia in, you know, certain circumstances. (laughs) And we're inside the mist. We have the Waystone. And obviously we know what the next step is. Uh, But the craziness does not stop. Uh, We will continue. So, chapter 25. Scene one starts with the dagger hawk emerging from the other side of the mist. Tensions on the ship are kind of still in the air, right? You have the queen's dead body. Diego's bouncing between emotions. Callista's a ball of fury uh, because this whole thing sucks <laughs> and she shouldn't have to deal with it. But here we are. So as they get closer to Helia, it's immediately in alert mode because remember, guests don't just show up here. This is not a common thing, so they're in overdrive mode. Uh, You have the pier lights illuminating as they get closer and closer uh, to the pier. You have bells ringing, and you have people of all stations and statuses running around uh, like chickens with their heads cut off because this just doesn't happen or hasn't happened in a very long time. So some people are just curious, you know, humans, right? Uh, there's a bit of commotion to kind of see what's going on you have a crowd starting to build and during this time frame you, we have a one on one between cal and viego as you know his emotional roller coaster continues but he's in the somber mood version right now so that's you know we can deal with that <laughs> he's not wielding a blade around uh, which is a good thing and he's down on himself about everything that happened he believes it's his fault which you know he's the king so Take that as you want, but she's trying to do the cow thing, the big sister thing of reassuring him that everything will work out. It's it's one of my least favorite things about her personality, uh, but it's understandable, right? This isn't out of nowhere. Um, she wants things to work out as well, but it's not tenable, right? So this takes us to scene two. In scene two, they reach the pier and they're met by, you know, a fairly small armored guard with their pikes or halberds um, pointed and leveled, showing resistance. And ultimately the guards kind of step back to at least allow the Daggerhawk to dock. Uh, but they're close enough to ensure that the people on the ship stay on the ship until we can figure out what the hell's going on. And Cal can see in the crowd that's now gathered uh, the furious red face of Elder. Bardic. And he's poking out of the crowd. I think he's like standing on a box or something. And then he yells, State your purpose. (laughs) The hell are you doing here? Um, to you know, everyone's confusion, uh, but everyone feels that way. And the two parties then shift into essentially loudly communicating back and forth, trying to understand exactly what's going on. Because according to everyone on Halia, decisions have been made, right? And Cal. She's just standing there silent, pretty much looking at her own toes, ashamed because she clearly breached the trust of a lot of people uh, that allowed her to come here, to stay here, uh, to even factor in the possibility of a decision like this to someone who shouldn't even have made it to the island outside of, you know, Tyrus interfering. So somehow, Viego shifts into now the personality of his charisma mode he commands the crowd and ultimately gets them on his side with a little help from, you know, Jendikai and the crowd um, riling things up, as she likes to do. And this is when Hyark Malgerza, someone we haven't heard from in a while, takes over the negotiation, quote unquote, from Elder Bardic. Because Bardic's not one, he's not a people guy, right? He doesn't do social well. And she has a better grasp on how dire the situation is, so they are able to come to an agreement. And the agreement is this. They can hold on to the waystone. They have to stay on the ship. And the council will do a quick deliberation because they do everything by council, uh, regardless of how manipulated it is, and return with a speed decision on how to progress with this unusual situation. And this takes us to scene three. So now we're back on the ship. Cal's exhausted, right? Because it's kind of been stop Remember, she got to Camivore There was all those shenanigans. She got locked up, (laughs) she got out, and then they were back on the ship, headed back to Aaliyah uh, without, you know, missing a beat. But she's exhausted. She ends up walking in on Nuno and Hecram having a secret discussion, quote-unquote, about contingencies, quote-unquote. And at this point, she's had enough, right? Everything's kind of like balled up into uh, this frustration and of constant issues, and she reminds them that, hey, what you're talking about is just treason. Stop sugarcoating it. This is what you guys are talking about. And she's trying to convince herself that everything will be fine and Viega will pull through, but the others just don't see it happening. And finally, she turns to Hecram and unloads all of this anger on to him. Calling him out on his scheme, she finally sees through it. His goal is to take the throne and become king by using her. As you know, royalty. And Heckram bring, brings up the relationship with Ladros, and Cal lets him know that whatever he believes happened between them doesn't matter because she's calling it off. There will be no wedding. This sends him off into a fury until she finally just summons a host and tells them, Hey, come contain this guy. Nuno apologizes to her for allowing himself to become like a pawn in Hecrom's game. She tells him, don't worry about it. Everyone was fooled. You know, he knew what he was doing. And then she tells the, the guard, keep him in the cabin. We'll figure out what to do with him later. And that's where chapter 25 ends, taking us to chapter 26. So this chapter uh, is also three scenes, but scene one is the meat and potatoes of everything going on here. So that's where That's where we'll spend the most of our time. And they're now back on top of the deck and they notice a procession of healers, clerics, and elders approaching the boat. And along with this procession, you also have one person who's a bit different from the others. And it's this, you know, dark hooded fellow who stands out from the bunch. But as they prepare to greet them again, Callista whispers to Ladros in his ear, you know, we got to talk after all this sh- craziness has calmed down. And this makes Ladros blush because, you know, we know what this is about. And then Malgurza announces that they've decided to assist the queen to the best of their abilities. Awesome. Well, except the fact that we know the queen is dead. So <laughs> we know it's behind the curtain. Door number one. Um, but Diego immediately rushes them onto the ship and he mentions, you know, the dark hooded man again. He's like, dude, that guy looks like a gravedigger. Then we get an expl- explanation of how he looks, right? His, his physicality. And it says, you know, he's short, he's powerful looking, he has a staff of office that's shaped like a shovel. Uh-oh. And he also has a vial of clear liquid around his neck. So, you know, wild guess here. This is probably a young York. Anyways, the physician is the first person that decides, you know, I'll take a look at the queen. Let's get this over with. This craziness is annoying. And it didn't take much time for them to realize the obvious, right? She's dead. They're a physician. They can tell. But the physician kind of goes overboard and makes a ruckus of this whole thing and even tears back the curtain so that everyone can see the ghastly state that the queen is in. I mean, she's dead and she's been dead for a while. And the shock and disgust from all involved was apparent. And then Malgurza mentions that obviously, okay, cool, calm down, but there's nothing we can do for her. There's nothing we can do for a dead woman besides bury her. I mean, even Tyrus has some input here. Callista then begs them, okay, give me time to allow the king to grieve because that was kind of the point of this, even though you guys weren't bought into this strategy. It's, you know, she was backed into a corner, right? Then we'll return the stone and we'll be on our way. And we'll leave you all alone. You guys have done your part. So the elders leave, but the hooded man stays. And he's like, can I take a look at her? And of course, Vigil's like, please, yeah, please take a look at her. And he reassures her that, first of all, his people in his teaching doesn't, they don't look at death the same way. Right. It's not a loss of something. It's just like to be celebrated like birth. It's not a bad thing. And the queen passed on loved and at peace and the way he's doing it and interacting with the queen's body, it lets them know and even Callista kind of gets a bit of a chill that he, this guy knows what he's talking about. So this actually finally reaches Viego and he understands the queen is no longer with us. So Callista thanks, you know, wholeheartedly thanks to Hooded Man, and then the two of them are able to wrap this scene up together, mourning the loss, finally, of the queen, without any other shenanigans going on. And this takes us to scene two. So the onlookers are gone. Venick starts to tell her crew, all right, let's prepare to set sail. And then Nuno checks in with Callista to see how things are going. She lets him know the king is finally grieving. Nuno's like, thank the Lord we made it through this shithole of a situation. And this takes us to scene three. So scene three does this unique thing of, oh, unique. It's a bit weird. But we go back a bit to when the ship was arriving. And we hop over to our good friend, Ehrlich Grail, and where he was. So as the bells are being rung, he knew instinctively what was happening. Right, He planned for this. So he starts making his way to the surface and then towards the pier. But when he gets there, that's when the crowd's there. And you know Ehrlich doesn't do crowds. And also, he's up to some shady business. He doesn't want a bunch of people witnessing. So he kind of waits for things to die down. It does take a while, as you know, we talked about in the previous section. And once he's able to get close, he's stopped. And he's stopped by some of the Helia guards that stick around to watch the ship. And they stop him from getting an audience with the king and he's like dude i'm with the people you saw earlier i'm with the elders just let me through him a thresher he tries to pull his rank as a thresher we know threshers aren't respected in helia but he gave it a shot that didn't work so finally he says okay you can turn me away but give me your names and i'm gonna let malgurza know who's responsible for delaying this whole negotiation whatever you want to call it and they they're just soldiers right their salary or their um you know, blue collar labor. They're like, okay, we're not dealing with that. Just go through what's the worst he can do. So he makes his way to the end of the pier and he proclaims loudly, I would speak with the king. And that gets everyone's attention. And that's where chapter 26 ends. So yeah, I'm enjoying seeing how this is playing out Uh, because like you say, we've said this at the beginning is not about the destination it's about the journey we know where this ends up but how we're getting there is a good time like it's not reinventing the wheel by any means but it's a smooth drive if that makes any sense right (laughs) so we'll leave it there as always thanks for your patience with these episodes thanks for listening and we'll be back soon with the next episode and as Hetch always says take care everybody